Take the bus or do you buy your lunch? What's up, everybody? My good people, folks out there in the world, getting ready to get back to it. Can you feel it? Can you feel the anticipation of possibly getting back to normal? Can you feel it? It's in the air. People are doing it. There's, 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 there's people saying that it's okay. And there's other people saying that you better not because you're going to fuck up and get sick again. Uh, It's a little crazy. Um, But this is the world we are living in. You don't know which way is what and what is what and who's who's doing how. And it's a crazy thing. It's a super crazy thing. And um, a whole lot of hurrying up and waiting. That's what it feels like. Everything's just a hurry up and wait. We're going to do this and we're going to see if it's okay. And then we're going to do a little bit more and we're going to see if that's okay. And uh, uh, still wash your fucking hands, wear your gloves, wear your mask. Still do that shit. Stay away from people. If you're feeling ill, fucking stay indoors. Um, But it does feel like um, we're going to get back to normal here pretty soon. Um, I've... I haven't, I gotta be honest, I haven't felt the cruel clutches of the stay, shelter in place, stay at home, quarantine. Um, I just haven't, not even, I mean, work got slow because I had customers that were worried about, uh, you know, me being around and me being exposed to stuff and bringing that into their places. And it's completely understandable. And I understand, you know, um, I'm glad that they were taking those precautions and uh, good call. No sense in having me around if I don't need to be around. Um, uh, so I was eh, about three weeks there, no work. And it, the, the, the money got tight. And it is, in fact, still right now very, very tight. I did start a job last week. Um, and I will finish it here in a couple of days and that'll do me okay, but I don't necessarily have anything lined up after, um, but I'll be able to get caught up on the rent and make everybody happy there. Um, right out of the gate, I want to let you guys know that this podcast, we're going to go over a lot of music, um, uh, some little gems that I found. We're going to do a lot of music towards the end of this episode. If that is something that you are not into, if if, um, if you like me just talking shit about other things, I will do that first and then we'll do some music later. But um, for all intent and purposes, my podcast is about the things that I am into and I am into music. Uh, so I'm going to talk about music. I am into comedy. I'm going to talk about comedy, but maybe not this time. Um, uh, so I'm just like just giving you a heads up on uh, what's going on. If, my, if I sound a little... I got told when I got home from work today that I sounded a little funky in my voice, my, my vocals... My vocalities were sounding a little, uh, a little compromised or a little... Um, I've been working outside and, uh, I think there's, uh, some trees in the area where I'm working that I'm maybe not used to and sort of a little allergy sort of things happening. And, uh, 
It's a little slight stuffy nose and a little itchy in the throat. Uh, past couple days, uh, the wind has been enough that there's throwing a lot of shit around, and there was a lot of I thought <laughs> I got um, yesterday. I got in the truck after spraying uh, most of the day, and I was spraying a sort of darkish yellowish color on this house. The uh, the majority of this house, what we call the body, the body color, which is basically most of your house color. There's the body, and then there's the trim. A little paint house painter one on one, and uh, I was spraying and I was spraying this kind of this burnt yellow color, and I got in the truck which was parked in front of the house but on the street, uh, not far enough away to get over spray. But as I got in the truck, I looked on the truck and the truck was covered in what looked like overspray. There was a light dust all over, and I was like, no. And um, I quickly realized that it was some sort of pollen-y sort of dusty thing from the trees, Um, which I'm glad that it was that and not actual um, overspray. Not that I worry about getting overspray on my truck, but I do worry about getting overspray on on other people's shit, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, uh, you don't want to get overspray on other people's cars. That's bad. Um, so uh, in my uh, halfway quarantine, halfway working uh, state, uh, I, I mentioned last podcast, I'm uh, surfing the uh, surfing the um, the inner the interwebs and looking on the YouTubes, checking out things on the YouTubes, and uh, I've uh, stumbled across some interesting things. Um, some things that I'm seeing and things that I'm just like, eh. Um, I know you're in your house and I know you need to be quarantined and I know you need to have an outlet. But watching you play music with your friends as they're quarantined in their house in some sort of virtual jamming session, I don't like it. Stop it. I don't like it. It just... Watching you play your drums on a V kit, an electronic kit, a virtual drum kit, uh, the Roland V drums or whatever electronic kit. Um, Watching you do that while your buddy's over here in another part of the country and he's in his little home studio and he's sitting on a stool and he's got his headphones on and he's playing guitar and then your other buddy's somewhere else and he's singing. And then you got all fancy and you edited all the video together it's just stop it. All right, stop it. I don't it I haven't seen any of these videos where I was like, "Oh, that's cool. They're doing a cover. They're doing a cover that sounds like dick anyway or a cover song that's not even a cool song." I just I'm not into it, man. I just I'm just not feeling it. I'm just not into the virtual thing that's happening with entertainment right now and I understand the need to need you know there's people that need to do it like I need to play drums I don't need a fucking audience though you know what I mean like the need I have to do it is a physical thing where I just need to fucking hit shit with a stick to get out whatever fucking is swimming around in my innards and so I need to sit down and I need to play I haven't played uh, going on probably three weeks. 
I did go down to the 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 Zed studio and and play by myself for for an hour and a half or so, and that was great. Uh, but I that was you know about three weeks ago, maybe even longer, and I haven't done it since. And um, definitely feeling a little jitter. But with things opening up, Zed in our group text, we decided that maybe we're gonna maybe we're gonna rehearse uh, next week sometime. We haven't figured out a day, but. Uh, Looks like we're going to get back into just making some noise. So uh, that'll be good. That'll feel like get a little bit back to normal. But it's um, it's a trippy thing, man. I Like I said, I understand if that's what you've been doing for years and years and you're a musician and that's all you know. Uh, if you're a comic and you, you feel like you need to get on the stage and you need to perform... I don't know. I just haven't felt that need, I guess. The need to perform has not been a thing. But then again, maybe I'm getting that shit out of my system by doing the podcast. Maybe my need for telling jokes or getting on a stage and yelling at people about my saggy balls and my worn-out asshole, maybe uh, I'm getting that little itch scratched by doing the podcast um, a little bit more regularly. Um, I don't. I just don't know. I don't know. But I just don't dig... And I haven't done the Zoom thing, or I haven't even watched a thing on Zoom. Um, I have seen I t- I have seen a um, like a guess it was a video of somebody doing a a Zoom sort of meeting with uh, with a bunch of comics, and they were all talking, and it just and everyone was kind of taking turns and kind of you know. I don't know, it just didn't hold my interest for one thing. It just, you know, just, I don't know, man. I just, I can't, I can't get into it. I just can't get into it. It's not, I'm too distracted maybe by everyone's shitty background. It just, there's a, there's a feeling of, there's, it's not authentic to me. Maybe that's what it is. I know you're trying to perform and you're trying to do something and you're trying to, like even, I've caught the, the, the news, like just the regular, like your local news and I've caught that and they're not doing it from a, a, a television studio. Maybe one person of the news team is in the television studio and everybody else is doing it from the living room and I can't even take that seriously and they're giving me the news and it just seems, there's this, it just seems unauthentic for some reason. It just, you know. I know maybe because I know too many people that do video chats and, and do video conferencing and from the waist up, they look like they're working and, and you know, because they're work, wearing work attire or stuff that's appropriate for the office. But I know they're in their fucking boxers or they're in their panties or they're wearing sweatpants underneath the desk. You know what I mean? Like that's I, and great. OK, that's great. Let them do that. They're at home or whatever. But I don't know, man, just. I'm glad people are able to work from home. I'm fucking that's it's great, you know. And if you got to do a meeting, you do a meeting, and you got to be on, you know. But I just I don't know. I'm distracted by what's in the background. I want to see well, what do you got there? Oh, what's on that shelf? What is that? You know. And I see some of these guys that are on purpose setting up stuff in the background and like the the I was watching some you know the local news and and um, they would cut to the sports guy real quick and. Uh, he had, you know, some cool albums on a shelf and, you know, it just, I don't know, man. It just seems, it's, there's a, it seems like there's some pomp and circumstance and there's a little bit of a flag waving of, hey, look how cool, I got my house decorated. And it's just, stop, I don't want, I don't fucking care, you know what I mean? Like, just, I don't, it just, it's unappealing to me. 
Let's go back to a fucking green screen fake city skyline background behind you. I'd rather, much rather uh, check that out than, uh, than you doing a report on the fucking world economy from your living room. It just, I just, I don't know, man. It just doesn't, it's not doing anything for me. I don't like it. Um, a, um, yeah, anyway, I just, I don't know. Uh, as you guys know, I got the Japanese wife, right? From Japan. Got a little stamp on her. It says made in Japan. No, it does not say made in Japan. Um, but uh, we were talking about something. And I had uh, was talking about a... I don't even remember what the scenario was. But I had made up a scenario about a Japanese guy doing something. And I said, hey, you know... Make sure you, you know, I don't even know what I said, but my fake character in my mind, I named him Yoshi. And she looked at me very strangely and said, what, who, what? I said, you know, Yoshi, like, you know, just a common Japanese name, Yoshi. And she said, I've never heard that name before, ever. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I don't know anybody named Yoshi and I've never heard anybody named Yoshi. And here I'm thinking, Yoshi, that's a fucking super common Japanese name, right? That every fucking every other cat in Japan, they're either named Akira or they're named Yoshi. And I don't know where I got this fucking thing. And this goes back to just being a dumb fucking ignorant American and not knowing anything that's happening in another country. I, for whatever reason, thought that the word that the name Yoshi was a fucking super common Japanese name. Turns out it's not even close to being anybody's name. And I felt, um, well, I felt stupid for one thing, you know, which doesn't, doesn't take much for me to, you know, I'm, I'm fucking stupid. So <laughs> not a far stretch there. But then again, I just was like, I felt bad. You know, I felt sort of like I just felt bad that I thought that. And I was trying to think, like, why I thought that and didn't have a good fucking reason for that either. Like, I don't know why I thought that was a common name. And it turns out it's fucking no. I even looked it up and tried to, like, the, there's one cat that came up whose name was Yoshi. And he's an American actor. And he was born in like fucking Indonesia, and he's not even Japanese. So like it fuck it just fucked me all up. And his name it's a nickname Yoshi, and his real name was fucking Yoshalala Bada Bada or whatever the fuck, whatever they call each other in fucking Indonesia. I don't know. Um, one cat came up. One person came up on all the interwebs. So um, I am here to report that the the name Yoshi is not a common name. Not very common. Maybe it was because it was the name, the fucking what was the the the, the kind of dinosaury guy in uh, Super Mario Brothers, right? Um, I don't know. Oh, you know what I learned about the fucking speaking of Mario Brothers and the Nintendos, the Nintendo game system we had here that started in you know got really popular in the late eighties and kind of you know. You know, the shit that we played Legend of Zelda on and fucking Castlevania and shit like that. And, of course, Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers. and um, Japan had that shit, like, 
five years before it came here to the United States, and it was a totally different console. The consoles we had here were more or less made only for the American market. Uh, Everybody else had different fucking game consoles. Not that I was super into video games and didn't really, I fucking didn't really pay attention anyway, but we were talking about something and she was calling something a Famicom. And I was like, a Famicom? What the fuck's a Famicom? You know, like the family computer, the the family. And I go, yeah, okay, we had a PC in the house that everybody used. That was the family computer. It's like, no, 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 Nintendo, Famicom. I'm like, I don't fucking, I have no idea what you're talking about. So I had to to look it up and turns out that's what they call the Nintendo system. uh, uh, So like I said, there was one before the one that was hot here. And it was the same, basically it was the same system, but... And they played the same games, but it was just a different sort of setup, different con or different casing. I guess it was all the same guts, but a different casing and a little bit different paddle. And uh, I just thought it was interesting that uh, there was, and of course Nintendo's a Japanese company, but they had that shit a lot way. Like she was playing Nintendo way the fuck before I even know what the fuck a Nintendo was, but, you know. <laughs> so uh, I just I don't know. I thought that was super interesting and something that came up. In the um, in the talks with the wife, um, she said something very funny the other day. Uh, so uh, at the end of April, going into May uh, in Japan is called Golden Week, and they call it Golden Week for who knows why. But is a um, there's a series of holidays. There's like four holidays within six days, or some shit like that, or s- something. Maybe, Four four holidays in five days, something like that. There's a fuck ton of holidays within a short amount of time. They call it Golden Week, and most uh, most people have the week off. Um, most offices are closed. Uh, some shops are even closed, and it's just you know people sort of they plan their vacations usually around Golden Week or whatever. And uh, she realized that it was Golden Week, and she said something kind of made me feel good about. The environment that I have provided for her, not that I'm, I'm definitely not a person that's rolling in any dough, definitely not a person that's got any sort of money put away, definitely not a person that can provide a um, lavish lifestyle for somebody that has come from another part of the world. However, she said something really cool and I was it kind of it hit me pretty nice. And she said that, uh, first of all, she said, fuck Golden Week. I thought that was hilarious. She said, fuck Golden Week. I've been living here for over a year now, and I feel like I've been on vacation the whole time. I thought that was pretty rad, pretty awesome, and uh, made me feel good that I've not put any sort of responsibilities on here, Uh, haven't uh, stressed her out about money, haven't... uh, you know, she works when she wants to work. She's been helping me out with the jobs, but she's been enjoying that. She's, you know, she did have a little job there for a minute. It was a little stressful because it's just because she didn't dig it. Um, but she's not doing that. But even she said when she was doing that, and she still felt um, like she's been on vacation, like she's been fucking around for the last uh, year and handful of months. And I feel very good about uh, the idea that... Um, I've just kind of sort of set it up so she's not uh she's not stressing on anything. I think that's uh 
I don't know. I'm fucking, yeah, I'm patting myself on the back, okay? I'm giving myself some fucking props, okay? Little self-congratulatory issue going on right now, all right? Just fucking fuck off, all right? Just deal with that shit. How about that? Um, at the beginning of the freakout, the beginning of this uh, uh, shelter in place and uh, when toilet paper was scarce and uh, you couldn't buy eggs and milk, okay? The beginning of the fucking thing. Um, I had, I'm switching topics. I don't know if you've noticed, but I switched topics. I was talking about one thing and now I'm going to talk about something else. Okay. I don't know why I needed to point that out. Uh, at the beginning of the thing when everyone was freaking out and everyone was hoarding things, right? I, when I went to the store and we were getting, we were getting groceries and we're just doing a normal grocery run, just going to get the normal kind of thing. I had run out of hot sauce, okay? I am a fan of uh, uh, Cholula, okay? I like that hot sauce. I like Cholula better than Tapatio. Uh, that's my, my go-to hot sauce, Cholula. They didn't have any. In fact, hot sauce aisle was pretty grim. Not a lot of hot sauce in the hot sauce aisle. Tapatio's gone. Cholula was gone. Fucking Crystal was gone. Uh, there was a lot of hot sauce missing from the hot sauce. I don't know. I thought that a little odd that that would be a thing that people felt like they needed to fucking stock up on because um, they needed hot sauce in their life to the point where, you know, we might not ever get it again. So let's go get a bunch of it. I thought it just a little strange uh, that... <laughs> There was no uh, uh, Cholula. However, there was Cholula green peppers. I had never tried the Cholula green peppers. And I thought, what the hell? I'll try it. It's probably not going to be as good as the red because I really like the red. But fuck it. I'm going to try the green pepper. Holy shit is this hot sauce great. It's not crazy hot. But goddamn, does it taste good. It's just got a good, good flavor. I've been putting it on everything. And it's great. Cholula green peppers, I highly recommend for your hot sauce needs. If you want a little hot sauce on something. Um, it, is a, it is a type of hot sauce, though, because it's a Mexican-flavored hot sauce. It will turn anything you put on it into Mexican food. Just it just it just happens. You put that shit. If you got steak and potatoes, you put some Cholula green pepper sauce on your shit, and your steak and potatoes are gonna go. <laughs> okay, that's just what's gonna happen. It's you're just you're gonna it just it's you're gonna turn your rice into some bandito shit. All right, you're gonna <laughs> if you use this on your scrambled eggs. You, all of a sudden, you got huevos rancheros. It's, it's just what it is. It's just what it is, okay? It's a great, great tasting hot sauce. I highly recommend it. Do yourself a favor if you're into hot sauce. Not too hot. Not In fact, not hot at all. In fact, it's too hot for, for the wife. Um, but uh, I've been getting spoiled. She made, she's been making homemade chili. Oh, my God. She made homemade chili the other night. Um, it's, it's just, ah, I'm spoiled rotten. I am spoiled rotten. 
uh, with uh, ground turkey. Ooh, Jack, she put some jalapenos in there. She actually made it too hot for her to heat, uh, for her to eat, and, and and I felt bad. But I'm eating the shit out. Ooh, yeah, I was a little little runny though this morning. A little, a little splattery. Could have been in the chili. Could have been. Um, let's see. There was a little. Uh, I don't know. There was ice cream, but that was a couple nights ago. I don't know. I don't know why I was maybe too much. Maybe too much chili. Maybe just. Uh, maybe my pooper wasn't ready. Maybe my pooper wasn't ready. Um. All right, I'm gonna. Uh, we're gonna get into something else here in a second. All right, before I get into some music stuff, um, let's talk about. Let's talk about a thing that everybody seems to be freaking the fuck out about. Either that they didn't know it existed, or um, they're uh, well. The fact that they found it here is, uh, and what I mean here, I mean the U.S. Uh, uh, the Asian wasp. Okay, the Asian wasp is a monster. <laughs> I seen a thing on uh, Animal Planet or Nat Geo, whatever the fuck it was, years ago, probably about f- five years ago. And uh, the way they filmed this thing was amazing, first of all. Uh, it was very cinematic how they, uh, uh, how they filmed this, uh, basically this dismantling and utter destruction of a honeybee hive by, um, and this was in Japan. So they were calling it the Japanese wasp, but apparently it's the Asian wasp altogether, um, and everyone's freaking out about this wasp, uh, rightly so, because it's a monster. But I saw this thing, like I said, on a uh, on a thing uh, about five years ago, and uh, just the way they feel. First of all, they were able to capture these guys. And uh, no, if you don't if you don't know anything about it, which everybody's been talking about, it, so everyone kind of is on board of uh, on on, on kind of just knowing what the hell these things are. But like I said, if you never knew that they existed, uh, they were talking with this uh, uh, Japanese bug guy. What's a bug guy? Is that a uh, ophthalmologist? Is that what that is? Um, he's a bug guy, bug pro. He knows all about the bugs and the creepy crawlies and the flying fuckalls that creep people out. Okay, this guy's an expert on the shit, and especially an expert on on this wasp. And, um, so they show one wasp and it's like hovering. And again, I don't know how they film these things and I don't know how they were able to catch this shot, but it was, like I said, it was filmed like a fucking movie. It was awesome. They show a wasp and it's hovering and it's, and you're just already, you're enamored by it because of the coloring, the black and the, and the orange and the, and the just as the size, you could really see the head. And I thought, well, fuck, that's a crazy looking, looking wasp. Um, and I just figured that they were uptight on a fucking thing because they got these, you know, super badass HD cameras that really can really get some vivid uh, picture. And they're showing this thing and, and it's hovering. And they pull back 
And they do that, you know, they do that fade, uh, that weird focus thing where the thing that's in the foreground goes out of a focus, uh, goes out of focus so you can see the thing in the background. So they did that. And in the background, basically what the wasp was looking at and hovering as he's looking at something, they focus to the background and it's a, a honeybee hive. And it's on a low sort of thing, uh, like on a stump or whatever. And then they pan, and then they then they, they refocus to the wasp. It's hovering, and then they pan back from that wasp to show he has two other wasps on either side of him in a V formation, and they're all hovering there waiting. Like I said, I don't know what the fuck how they did this or how they even caught this, but it was amazing to even see that. Okay, they pan back, and the dude's got a crew, right? And then, like, I don't, I don't, like, somebody hit a fucking, uh, the, the, the starting pistol on a relay race. They all just zapped the one, the one in the middle went first. And the guys on either side of him did a V formation. And they followed him in to the honeybee hive. And they showed the whole thing. Of course, they edited it down. But the announcer, the narrator dude, said it took these five... Asian wasps, 20 minutes to dismantle, desecrate, and destroy a good-sized honeybee hive. It's about the size of a, probably about the size of a, you know those orange uh, igloo uh, water coolers that you'll see on a job site? Sometimes you'll see them hanging off the side of a guy's truck. A beehive about that size. These five fucking wasps destroyed this whole thing in 20 minutes. Killed. They, first, they cut down the walls of the hive, broke the thing down physically, and smashed and decapitated every fucking bee, killed the queen, snapped all the larvae in half with these giant mandibles that they have in the... Like, they just have these giant fucking things on their face that are just these hacking machines and they just choppity, choppity, chop and they fucking five wasps wrecked a whole honeybee hive and it was amazing to watch that and then the bug expert dude came on and said, we don't know what the purpose of this wasp is in the ecosystem. All it does is destroy all it does, it, and in this particular instance, it didn't eat any of the larvae. It didn't eat any of the bees. It didn't hoard any of the honey. Didn't take anything back to where they get down and where they got their little shit built. None of that shit. They just destroyed it. They just wrecked it. It was like fucking teenage kids. If you let them in a, they find a house that's abandoned that hasn't been. Uh, lived in in a long, long time, and they just go in there and they just wreck shit just to wreck shit. And uh, I, I thought it was amazing. So when I learned that uh, they have found these fuckers up in Washington State, um, kind of made me go, oh shit, maybe we're going to have a problem. Uh, hopefully they're on top of it a little bit more than they were the COVID. Um, but uh, they did have, they did find them last year. And they've been hibernating and they're starting to come out of their fucking uh, 
their hibernation and uh, they're getting spotted again. So hopefully they can get that shit handled because those things are mean as fucking. They will sting and bite the shit out of you. Uh, people die in Japan from them motherfuckers. So uh, be careful out there if you're up there in the Washington state because I think I have so many listeners that are up there. Um, just want you guys to be safe. Okay, just be safe. Um, all right, let's uh, first let's get into some music. Uh, first order of business music-wise, I had um, in my flipping through the YouTubes, I came across a um, sort of short, I guess a short film or a sh- short little video. And by short, it was like about an hour. And it was of a um, uh, a one-off concert by Korn. I've written, I writ, I wrote, fucking wrote Korn off a long time ago. Uh, I was super into them when that first record came out. In fact, I saw them probably four or five times on that first record. Uh, second record came out, and I was like, eh, it's okay. Just second record definitely had that feel of like they were rushed to put something together and throw something out, but wasn't really feeling that second record as much. And uh, by the time the third record came out, I was fucking done. Uh, just I just wasn't into it. It seemed um, seemed like they were already stuck in their own shit. And uh, maybe a song here and there, I'd hear over the time would kind of catch my eye, you know, catch my ear, and um, feel these bass tone kept getting shittier and shittier. His bass tone got shittier and shittier, but yet they pumped it up higher and higher in the mixes. Couldn't really figure that out. Um, then they went through a weird phase where fucking they didn't have a drummer and they're hiring people to do records and those records are fucking terrible. Um, Terry Bozio played on some of the shit and Terry Bozio's probably top three drummers ever in the world ever. Uh, really had no business fucking playing with those clowns. Um, but he did because he probably got paid fat and... Uh, and again, that's fucking shit. Then they did a whole fucking dubstep shit for a minute. And anyway, um, this thing was a. Uh, it's uh, let me. Th- what's the what's the? I think the thing's called. Um, I don't know what the fucking film is even called. It's it's for the their new record. Their new record's called the Nothing. It came out in October. And they did this one-off uh, uh, special show for the fans, which that's always fucking cool when a band does some one-off shit for you know for super fans and people that are in the fan club and people that really support the band and um, and they can do a thing uh, and and invite you know have an invite-only type of thing. You know, I think that's just a cool thing when a band knows who their top fans are and they're able to. Uh, Metallica is really good about doing shit like that. And uh, and this was really cool where they played a set up in a warehouse and had a sort of performance art thing happening. It was actually pretty cool. And um, they played a lot of the new record, uh, songs off of the new record, and it caught my attention. I was like, okay, this shit's kind of cool. It's fucking, you know, they got the fucking, one guitar player came back. Uh, uh, they got a fucking great drummer now. Um uh, Dave Silvera has, had left a long time ago to start a rest, fucking restaurant business that failed. And he's got carpal tunnel and shit and he can't even play. And he started up a new band that was fucking 
fucking shitstorm of an awful band. Um, Because, let's face it, people, if you're going to be stuck in doing new metal, you better fucking just be... You better really bring some fucking good shit to the table. And people are going to write you off because you're a new metal band and they're not going to want to listen to you just because you're a new metal band. Korn somehow has outlasted that. Deftones have definitely outlasted. They have definitely not stayed a new metal band. Um, I almost feel bad that they were even lumped into that scene because they've kind of from the gate um, st- uh, steered away from it and started to do something that was unique in their own, uh, which is really cool. I've always been a fan of them. But the... Anyway, these songs I was hearing from this corn thing, I was digging it, and then they played some other classics, and they sounded just fucking, just sounded really good. Now I understand it's a video, and it was you know filmed live or whatever, and uh, and they're playing, and you know you can fix stuff in a mix or whatever. But fuck, man, it sounded really, really good, and uh, they got rid of that dude's clanky fucking bass tone. He actually had a really nice bass tone, and it wasn't. I mean, he plays like an idiot, and he fucking slaps almost all the time, so you get all that string. Uh, slapping against frets and it's real clickety clickety and uh but they i don't know they got that dialed in you're not hearing all that attack from his bass anymore and uh, that was something that was starting to really ruin it for me for those guys um and just you know uh jonathan davis singer had you know he lost his wife recently to fucking uh uh i think she she committed suicide or she had a uh 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 pill issue or (laughs) something Look at me doing my research. Um, anyway, he lost his wife recently, and so you know he's always really good about using that band to uh, to express his pain, and uh, he definitely is doing that. Uh, anyway, I was really stoked on this thing that I watched. It was like an hour long, and it was you know cool. And they showed a little behind the scenes, and they showed what they did with the performance art thing. And these guys wrapped up in cables and shit. It was just really really cool. And then. I decided, well, fuck it. I haven't listened to a new corn record in a while. I'm going to listen to a new corn record. Listen to the new record, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, man. It just it, it was cool to watch them play it and, and and watch this video of them playing. But then when I listened to the songs again, just didn't have that same impact, and it made me think, oh well, fuck. I was kind of right the first time of writing these guys off. Oh, fuck them. <laughs> but what it made me do since I have had a little bit more time on my hands, I started going through um, my uh, the emails that I've acquired over the last couple of years. Uh, I think I mentioned it before on the podcast, but I'll mention it again. Uh, a few years back, I um, was writing. Uh, I was con- a contributing... Um, what are you? What are you? What are they call a uh, uh, Content contributor... To uh, Hales and Horns magazine. Hales and Horns magazine was a metal magazine that was out of Martinez, California, which is not too far from where I am in the East Bay. Um, and uh, I, uh, the guy had sort of seen my post on, I believe this was back the fucking MySpace days, or MySpace, and maybe Facebook was just maybe Facebook was just cracking, and uh, I was get, I got on there. Um. Anyway, I. Uh, he had seen me posting like some music threads or some shit. I don't even remember how he even saw who I was or whatever. But uh, he had said that he thought that I had a pretty cool, uh, good angle on uh, on music and, uh, and and some cool opinions, and uh, and he felt that I wrote well as far as my comments and my posts, which are usually just off the fucking cuff and half jackassity. 
um, you know, kind of halfway trying to make a joke and halfway talking shit and whatever, yada, yada. Um, anyway, he invited me to their office in Martinez and I checked out their place and basically told me, I will set you up with, uh, uh, ear split PR. You will get, you'll get emails regularly on when, uh, bands are releasing their, uh, their records and their albums. And, um, you get these emails about three, four or five months before a record comes out, give, uh, do a review of it. And then you send it into us and then we'll put it in the magazine or we'll put it on their online. Uh, they had also had an online magazine and he's all, and if you want to, um, you know, if you know a band or you get a chance to interview somebody, um, record it and type it up, email it in and we'll put that in the magazine too. Uh, I did get one article published. Um, it was, um, uh, I interviewed, uh, the band early graves when they put out, um, uh, fuck well, uh, red horse, I think was the name of that record. They put out the red horse and it was the first record they had done with their new singer after, uh, their uh, original singer had uh, passed away in a in a bad accident um, while they were on tour. So I interviewed them uh, right as that record came out and uh, talked about the process they went through with having the new guy sing and you know just everything they went through and all the trauma that they had and they were on tour with this other band that were their friends and that singer is the guy that replaced uh, the guy that died and they figured. You know, bring in a guy that went through the same trauma because that was his friend. And anyway, I just wrote a real. I I felt I wrote a really cool thing, and it was good enough for them to publish it. I think it was the only thing I ever had published, besides maybe some reviews. I remember reviewing a few things as well. I'm telling you all that because the magazine folded about four or five, six months after I started writing for it. I don't think there's a coincidence there. I don't really think I had anything to do with that. But it's very well possible. It's probably not possible. But uh, <laughs> uh, print ads were getting expensive, and uh, print uh, print media was uh, starting to um, fall the way of what you can find on the interwebs. And uh, doing an online thing was something that the guy didn't want to do. He didn't want to keep an online only magazine, so he decided to fold the whole thing up. However. And I probably shouldn't be saying this on a podcast because somebody might rat me out. I still get the ear split PR emails. And I have been ever since. And for the for a couple years there, that was actually my uh my ear to the ground on when shit was coming out. And if anything cool was coming out, I would I had the time to regularly check the emails, listen to the downloads. Uh, or 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 you know, uh, stream it to de- and then I had the option to actually download it, and then of course they have all these disclaimers on there. Don't fucking share this with anybody. If we find out you do, you're fucked. Um, so, and I never did that anyway. Uh, but it was a way for me to hear new bands or hear uh, new albums of bands. Uh, I think the last couple of Neurosis records. That's how I was able to get them um, instead of just you know downloading it from apple or whatever apple music so it was cool it was, it's, it's, it was a cool way for me to like i said keep my ear to the ground and check shit out uh once but once i started stand-up comedy 
I think all the time I was dedicating to checking out new music, I was dedicating now to comedy and I hadn't checked that shit in a while. I was still I'm still getting the emails and every time I see something from from Earsplit PR, I have a folder in my emails and I just shove them all in there. Well, I got about 500 emails <laughs> that I've stacked away over the last um all creeping up on 4 years. So, um some of the links are no good anymore, uh, but if I would, but I would still be able to read who the band was and what they were about, and then I would go look for it on Apple Music. If I couldn't find it there, I couldn't find it. I just wasn't gonna fucking hunt high and low. Uh, but, uh, but now, now here's the thing though. Even at the in the process of receiving the email, I will read the first few lines of the write of the the initial PR write up on whatever band it is. And usually there's a quick description of what type of band it is. And of course it's all it's usually metal or hardcore um something in that vein. It, you know, fucking metal's a giant genre with many many subgenres. And uh but then there'll be some rock shit in there too and some you know once in a while there was a fun, cool Keith record in there. Um once in a while some other stuff uh if a guy from a prominent band splits off and does a little thing, they'll have that in there usually. So anyway, it was just a way for and that's a lot of every. Of course, it's not everything, but it's a lot of stuff. A um, lot more than I have time to keep up on. But right now, I had some time, so I start going through it. Now, I'm out of every ten emails or t- uh, ten bands that I've checked out. There might be one that's kind of worth a shit. Uh, so the other night I was just going through them and going through them. And uh, I probably, I, fuck, I probably went through 75 or 80 emails. And uh, I got maybe five or six things that I found that I dug. Um, and I was, I thought that maybe I would share. Now, mind you. Uh, starting in 2016 is when I started not going through these. Uh, like I said, I will read the first few lines of every one of these emails and I'll see what kind, if it's Norwegian folk metal, probably not going to check that out. I just fucking shit can that. If it says something to the effect of, uh, you know, Indonesian power metal, Probably not going to check out. That's not, I don't, not a big fan of power metal, not a big fan of folk metal. So there's certain things, that, but if it says something like post metal, or if it says something like uh, uh, breakdown hardcore, or if it says, uh, or if it just has an interesting description of the music uh, that maybe I never heard before, um, or if it's just worded a really cool way. You know, I'll check it out, especially if it has anything to doom or anything super heavy, uh, any kind of stoner metal, any kind of uh, hardcore band, uh, post-hardcore, um, even if it's, you know, good, you know, versions of rock, just straight up rock records, you know, I'll check it out. Oftentimes it's fucking whack and I'm not into it, but once in a while you'll check some shit out and you'll be like, you know what? That ain't too bad, Jack. 
the first thing on the list is a band from where's my fucking list? Here we go. Um, uh, a band from where did, uh, they're from Philly. They're from Philly. Uh, Philly. Uh, they're called uh, Bardus. B a r d u s Bardus. And uh, Bardus is Latin for slow, dull, and stupid. All this time, I had no idea I was a Bardus. So, uh, uh, very sludgy band, very noisy sort of uh, raucous sludgy band. Um, a band that's um, uh, not afraid of the mid-tempo. Usually a sludge band likes to keep it low and slow. These guys seem to... Um, Seem to chug a, there's a lot of mid-tempo stuff, which I found kind of refreshing. Uh, which, you know, but it was sludgy. It was still very sludgy. Still, you could still feel the weight and the heaviness of what's going on. And uh, I kind of dug it. Uh, and here's the thing. I will listen to this stuff, and it, it, can, it doesn't take much for me to get thrown off and not dig it, okay? Um, I remember a few years ago when I was doing this, I was here at my place. Uh, this was years ago, way before I met my wife, and I had... Uh, I had some company. I had a female over, and uh, and I was going through these emails, and I was playing. You know, I was able. I was checking the stuff out, and I was listening to stuff, and I was giving it a listen, and you know, I'd give it some time, and ah, you know, and on to the next one, and listen. Oh, that's cool. Boom, 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 boom. And um, the person I had over, uh, a friend of mine who I'm not friends with anymore, um, for whatever reason, I have no idea. Um, she said, now that last thing you listened to, you dug, but the thing before that you didn't like, it sounded exactly the same to me. What are you hearing that makes you uh, gravitate toward it? What are you hearing that, is, that makes you enjoy that versus the other one? And I started thinking, that, that, that sort of stuck with me. That, that, that question rattled around in my head for a long time and it's still sort of there. And it, it's almost hard to put into words what it is that grabs my attention that makes me want to like something. But there is definitely something that just hits you the right way. Um, there needs to be a certain rawness to what I'm hearing, I think. There needs to be a... Uh, I, need to, I, I need to hear it and not sort of feel like you're bullshitting me. There needs to be some realness to what I'm hearing, um, and and I can't necessarily describe what that sounds like, but I can kind of tell when a band is sort of trying to do a thing versus a band that just does a thing. You know what I mean? And I would feel, I hope that the bands that I've played in over the years just did a thing and not tried to do a thing. Where just this this is what we do. This is the music we do. Here it is. You know, we got this thing in the in the in the we like this and we like this. And we kind of try to do this. Or or we just do this. We don't try. We just do this because we're basing it off of this stuff that we like over here. And we want to do that, you know. So it's like a want sort of. You want to do a thing, and you hope that it comes out to that thing that you want, but at the same time. You don't want to try to emulate somebody else's sound. You don't want to try to try to do a thing, you know. 
If you want to be heavy, you just you 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 do what you feel is heavy. That's what you just. Oh, this feels really heavy to me. I'm just I'm doing this. I'm playing this riff this way, and the drums are pounding this way. And for us, it I don't know. I've been pretty lucky that I've been able to play the kind of music that I want to play, and just have it come out the way it comes out, and not overthink how to do it. So sometimes, not all the time. But I think sometimes, if not a lot of the times, I can hear that. I can hear that a band is just doing what they do and they're not really trying to do a thing where there's a very high level of authenticity into, into the band's sound. So uh, so like I like to hear some rawness. I like to hear some shit where it feels like, you know, uh, fuck, maybe this guy's in pain. Like maybe they're, maybe, maybe this guy's hurting. Or uh, or just something original, something that I haven't heard before, and it's really really tough to hear something that I haven't heard before. Um, everything's derived from something. Like I always draw a line, you know. Oh well, I think they're doing a little bit of this thing, you know. Um, so uh, like you know, but then there's stuff that I just like. I just can't do it. I just it doesn't do anything for me because maybe it sounds too much like something else, or uh, uh, or you know, so. Uh, like a few years ago, uh, everyone was getting on uh, this band Animal as Leaders. Everyone was really stoked on Animal as Leaders. And I listened to it and I was like, eh, it's cool. There's a, definitely a high level of shred on there. But I'll just fucking listen to Ingve if I want to listen to that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and if you don't know what shred means, shreds means like the really quick fucking guitar wizardry. The, the you know, this really intricate guitar work. Usually uh, very fast, uh, blur- blurry fingers on the fretboard. Um, so, um, I mean, Ingve's a fucking king of that. Might as well listen to him uh, rip off fucking Bach and Beethoven sonatas on his guitar. Um, but you know what I mean? Just like, you know, I've, a band like Animals Lead, I've heard bands do that in the past. And it just it didn't really do much for me back then, and uh, you know, like I said, Ingve is gonna be it for me as far as that. I'm not gonna you know dive too much, go down too much of a road of you know neoclassical super shredder metal. Uh, and there's a shit ton of that out there, but it just doesn't do anything for me. Uh, so and, and that's just an example. You know what I mean? There's plenty of other stuff where I listen to it for a while and just like, yeah, okay, maybe I'm tired of that. You know. Or maybe this band's not growing. Or, or or some bands you don't want to grow. You don't want fucking Slayer to do a fucking different sounding record than what they've always done. You don't want ACDC to put out a record that sounds like a modern version of ACDC. No, you want them to fucking redo Back in Black every fucking record. And they have. And it's been awesome. So it's like, you know, it, you know there's certain, th- certain things you want from a band. And there's certain things that you want, you know. There are other bands that are great at growing. Neurosis, perfect example, my favorite band of all time. Uh, per, uh, just they're able to grow and constantly change and constantly do something different and something new. Um, so it's it's cool to you know to see a band grow if that's the kind of band that they are. You know what I mean? So uh, anyway, the first band I found. Uh, Fuck, I went away. I already mentioned uh, uh, Bardis. Uh, like I said, uh, super sludgy, pretty heavy, pretty noisy. A uh, little bit of unsane sort of thrown in there. A little noise rock thrown in there. Uh, from Philadelphia. Um, uh, 
I'm going to play a song for you. This song is called Monolith. Uh, hold on a minute. Let me uh, get this queued up. Like I said, we're fucking uh, top-notch production here. I was ready, but yet then I wasn't ready. You know what I mean? Um, anyway, this... Uh, and again, I'm going through a list of stuff that came out uh, 2016, all right? So when I started doing going through my list, I started what I had. The oldest thing was in there was from actually 2015. And, um, and it was a couple things from 2015 that was garbage. I went through 2016 and I went all the way up and I'm just – I'm like a couple of months into 2017 on these backed up emails. However, so this came out in 2016 – uh, from this band Bardis, the album is called uh, Stella Porta, and uh, the song is called Monolith. just samples i won't play whole songs but a little sample some cool stuff uh that was bardis songs called monolith off of the record stella porta and uh cool just fucking very noise rock inspired sludgy shit from uh philadelphia uh the next band on the list is a band called rhine and um another sort of noise rock sort of outfit um they got a couple records on uh, on the iTunes or the Apple Music, whatever you want to call it. Um, this release, again, from 2016, uh, the record's called Passenger. Um, Rhine's from, um, uh, they're from West Virginia. And uh, if you did, again, un, uh, inspired uh, by Unsane, if you're a noise rock band and then you're not like, Tapping into what Unsane did. You're stupid. You need to reevaluate your noise rock. Um, uh, you're, you, <laughs> you need to reevaluate what you consider noise rock. 
Um, and uh, so these guys sound like uh, they sound like a very aggressive, spastic, insane, um, and even more menacing than even that uh, description. So uh, uh, they got two uh, two things on uh, on Apple Music: uh, a record called Passenger and uh, an EP called Bastard. Um, anyway, I dug this song. Uh, this song's called Drag My Feet by a band called Rhine off of the album Passenger. I'm pronouncing that right. R H I N. Uh, from uh, where did I say they were from? I already forgot. West Virginia. Anyway, West Virginia's gnarly, man. That's uh, the Appalachians, right? You know, those, those guys come from uh, maybe there's some fucking hillbilly stock. Come, you know, so it makes things a little fucking a little wacky and wild. So you know what I'm saying? You get a little wacky and wild if uh, you got shit like that going on. Uh, see, unprepared, not fucking doing shit right. Um, your next little selection I wanted to play for you. Um, 
band from uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, uh, a band called uh, Eternal Sleep. Um, it's a funny thing about band names. Like I, I can sometimes get turned off by a band name. You know, like Eternal Sleep. That's not a fucking. That's pretty basic. You know, and now granted, fucking. Try to name a band right now. Try to come up with a cool band name for your band right now. It's fuck near impossible. I mean, every cool name has been taken. It's really hard to come up with a cool name. Something that's either going to be easily remembered or something that, uh, you know, sometimes by the name of a band, you can kind of fucking tell what kind of band it is. If You know, if you hear a band named, you know, carcass fucker um probably gonna be a really gross sounding maybe a grindcore band or a um, really gore fest of a death metal band um you know if you got a band called uh tomorrow's yesterday is probably gonna be pretty sappy um you know, fluffy fluff, you know, or, uh, but it's just, I'm saying there's this, you know, but it, I can get turned off by a band name. Um, there's a band called weekend nachos that I forever did not check out because they're called weekend nachos. I was like, there's no fucking way I'm listening to a band called weekend nachos. I don't even know what the fuck that means. Weekend. Like, why are you regulating your nacho eating to only the weekend? And what is more, is it, is it, is there a different type of nachos on the weekend? Is there, is it, is it a special sort of nachos on the weekend? If you get nachos on Tuesday, are they, are they not as good as the nachos you get on Saturday? I don't know. But I didn't check out this band for a really long time because of their name. And then once I checked them out, I was like, fuck, why didn't I check these guys out sooner? They're super heavy, uh, badass fucking hardcore band. Anyway, Eternal Sleep is the next band up. Uh, <laughs> how I get off on these tangents, I don't know. Uh, uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, uh, a hardcore band um, in that uh, in the style of say uh, kind of hate breed esque, um, a lot of metal influence, but more in the sense that just heavy breakdown style, kind of like all breakdown all the time style. You know what I mean? Soup, you know. Head bobbing, like in the pocket, sort of uh, halftime, heavy riffs. Uh, just and I, I, I saw a little review about uh, about this record. In fact, this record is called uh, "The Emptiness of," and um, the review was very, uh, very good on the record. And it said something to the effect of "The best thing to happen in hardcore since," and I don't remember the name of the band that they say. Uh, but anyway, a really cool hardcore band. Um, and again, not reinventing the wheel of hardcore, but just doing it a really cool way. Uh, cool vocals. You can just tell they ain't fucking around. It's the real deal. Uh, this song is called uh, Last Kind of Words by Eternal Sleep. Check it out. Don't be 
sleeping for a really long time like like eternity and shit um and no matter how many times a band does that fucking that riff that sounds like um the riff in uh in rain and blood that bun up bun up no matter how many bands rip that fucking riff off it's always fucking bad as fuck every time um that's how you know you've written a good riff when everybody rips it off and it doesn't even matter um, let's do one more band. Um, this is of the, uh, um, what they call the D beat. Good old D beat. It's this nice little punk beat that's got this little, little skip in it that, um, the more crustier of, uh, uh, crust punk type bands like to use, uh, the D beat. Named after uh, the beats that would be found in uh, Discharge. Um, so um, this is a, a D-beat band from, uh, from Greece. From Greece called uh, Cerebante. Uh, I believe I'm pronouncing that right, Cerebante. Um, just, uh, just some cool fucking... And they don't bash you over the head with it. Sometimes a D-beat band can like overdo the D-beat. And it's just all D-beat all the time. And it gets a little monotonous. Uh, um, uh, there's been a few bands. Uh, like Marty Dodd, I think, who I think is a cool band, but they just kind of overdid. They just all be D beat all the time, and you know, if, if that's what you're gonna do, fucking that's fucking awesome. But I need a little switch it up a little bit. Give me a little something else, and um, I don't know. I felt that these guys were kind of doing that. Uh, so really good D beat band from Greece. Uh, the spec the uh, they're called Cerebante. Uh, the album is called Poisonous Legacy. And the song is called A Day With No Sun To Rise. That's a fucking cool name for a song right there. That could be the name of the record right there. A Day With No Sun To Rise. I'd name my fucking... I'd name my record that. I'm going to steal that. N- no, I'm not going to do that. That's terrible. Don't do that. Um, but uh, yeah, cool. Cool stuff here. Uh, like I said, uh, Cerebante with a song called A Day With No Sun To Rise.
Sarabonte. Sarabonte. I don't know what Sarabonte means. I would assume, be it they're from Greece, it probably is uh, a Greek word, right? I don't know. Uh, anyway, that's um, some newer stuff I've been checking out. Uh, there's more, but we'll do that later. So, uh, yeah, we went along. We went long this time, ladies and gentlemen. We went long. Um, I'm going to... Um, I'm going to close this thing out with the earworm of the week. And um, uh, now sometimes, sometimes an earworm gets in your fucking head and it's not anything that you dig. Sometimes an earworm is a song that you actually do not like. And um, it's just sort of rattling around in your head and you keep fucking hearing it. And... um, and it, it kind of, it, it irks you. And that is the case with um, with this song. It's been stuck in my head ever since I heard it. Now, I, I had put together a list of, uh, just a playlist for the wife. Uh, there's some stuff we like um, that is the same, but there's a lot of stuff that we don't like that is the same, or that is different. That's the, that different is different than the same. Not this. It's not the same. It's different. Anyway, um, and I put in. This, she said she liked the song, and I put it in her little playlist. And we were playing some music. I was playing her playlist while we were doing stuff around the house. And this song came on, and it's been stuck in my fucking head ever since. A true, true earworm of the week, ladies and gentlemen. I give you "Every Morning" by Sugar Ray. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Keep it dirty, you dirty dirties, and I will see you guys next time. Can't listen to it anymore. I'm. I had to get. I had. I had to pull the plug. Had to pull the fucking plug. Sorry. Uh, that's it for the podcast. See you guys next time. Um, check me out. Um, I'm again. I'm staying off the social media, so you can't check me out on Facebook or Instagram. But uh, uh, leave a comment um, on the. You can leave a comment through the Anchor app, or you can email me directly at Sean underscore boils at yahoo.com 
uh, you can support the podcast by uh, uh, a, uh, a little donation, a little contribution to the cause, which you can also do through the Anchor app. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Like I said, keep it dirty. We'll see you guys next time. Later.